You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Somebody say amen. I want to read to you this morning, and you can just remain seated out of John chapter 15, verses 4 through 10. The title of the message is, I am the vine. So I want to read to you beginning in verse 4. Abide, somebody say abide. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Let me stop there for a second. Jesus is teaching, and he is saying, without me, you can do nothing. He's speaking about anything of value, of lasting value. Everything that we do really doesn't matter in life except what we do for the Lord. Can somebody say amen? So let's go ahead in verse six. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, You shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have prayed that you would have a mindset today that you would receive help from this message today. God is like a vine keeper. He pampers. How many likes when God pampers you a little bit? But God not only pampers, he prunes, he blesses. We like the pampering, we like the blessing, but we don't like it when he prunes. God is a God that will cut. His aim is singular. He's got one aim. What can I do to Robert, to Crystal, to Scotty, to produce more fruit? Sometimes he's got to cut us back a little bit. Sometimes he humbles us in a way. We non-gardeners, there's probably more non-gardeners in the house, might confuse the vine with the branch. The vine is the root. It is the trunk of the plant. And from that root, From that trunk, it cables nutrients. Somebody say nutrients. Very important 
part of the message and I'll tie it in later. So the root, the trunk, it cables the nutrients from the soil to the branches. And Jesus right here makes a stunning claim. He said, I am the root of life. You have one life. You won't come back and get it right the second time. You have one opportunity. So the unattached branch is out and it is off by itself. It is a, it's a not abiding branch. It's not attached to the vine. I pulled in my driveway the other day and, and some people were mowing my yard. I'm very thankful because of my surgery. And, and I seen one of the branches and uh, it, uh, uh, it's severed and it's barely hanging on. It's not completely cut off from the tree, but it's gonna die. Today, you may be severed just a little bit and you're still hanging on and you think you're gonna be all right, but unless you get attached and connected, you will die. Do you hear what I'm saying? So Jesus says, I am the root of life. When you are not attached, there is no life. There is no fruit in life apart from Jesus Christ. Just as a branch lying on the ground, detached from the, 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 the trunk is lifeless. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you lifeless? So is a man on earth without attachment to Christ, you are lifeless and you are without meaning. Do you hear me this morning? If anything good comes into our lives, he is the conduit that it comes from. In James 1 and 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Who are we? Look at your neighbor again and say, neighbor, who are we? We are the branches. <laughs> look at your other neighbor say, neighbor, you look a little like a branch. <laughs> this thought just came to my mind. Oh God, somebody said. Why do people think you gotta go to church and be bored? We got the most exciting news on the planet. And in any survey, when you ask people why they don't go to church, it's cause they're bored when they get there. I don't think you've ever come in this house and left and said, wow, I was bored. If God is exciting, give him a hand clap of praise. So if we are the branches, we should bear fruit, right? In Galatians 5 and 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Who are we? We ought to be people that have the fruit of love and the fruit of joy and the fruit of peace. People ought to look at you and know that you are a branch that has been attached and connected to the vine and God is bringing the nutrients through him into your life and then you can give it to somebody else. Give God a hand clap of praise if you're happy and you know it. Give him a hand clap of praise. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, who are we? We are people that ought to meditate on the word of God. 
In Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue and if there any praise, think on these things. What we put in our minds determines what's coming out of our heart and what's coming out of our mouth. Who are we? We should be people that are gentle. Our gentleness is, should be evident to all people. We should bask in the peace of God. Listen to his word in Philippians 4 and 7, in the peace of God. Which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There is the answer to worry and anxiety. It's a supernatural answer. It is the peace of God. God will overcome the trials of your life. For every believer, God will walk with you and you will overcome the trials of your life. God will infuse the believer, do you hear me, with peace, the very peace of God himself. A lot of you have been through some major storms and I'm gonna talk about it in a little while. And the reason you're still here after the smoke settled is because of the peace of God and because you made a choice to abide in God. So as we cling to Christ, God is honored. And Jesus said in John 15 and eight, herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. The Father tends, Jesus nourishes, we receive, and then grapes appear. Grapes, God wants us to produce. Do you hear me? Are you weary of unrest? Do you get tired of being tired? Is there problems in your life that seem like they never go away? Do you long for the fruit of the Spirit to where you can have joy again in your life? Pastor Michael was teaching in the back this morning and he said, talking about the peace of God and saying no matter what the trial comes, uh, you can still have that peace. And this thought came to my mind. You can still have the peace, but it will not always take away the pain. A lot of you have been through some pain. I've seen tears this morning. I know what some of you have been through but you still have the peace of God. Are you weary? How do you bear this kind of fruit? Some people would say, well, well, you gotta try harder. No, that's, that's not the case. Some people would say, you gotta hang on tighter. If you're at the end of the rope, tie a knot and hang on. I don't, I don't believe so. Our assignment is not fruitfulness. Our assignment is to be faithful. Not fruitfulness, but faithfulness. The secret to fruit bearing and anxiety free living is less about doing and more about abiding. Jesus employed the word abide nine times in the seven verses that I read to you. Nine times. Do you think, Bob, he might have been trying to stress a point there? That the answer to everything in our lives is to abide in him. That word abide means come. It's the same as live in me. Jesus is inviting us, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There is going to be times in your life that nobody else is gonna be able to comfort you, but you can come to the Lord, and the Lord will see you through. Do you hear me? I said, the Lord will see you through. He says, come. He said, abide. He said, make my house your home. Make my home your place. My mom and dad are both passing. My oldest boy bought their home. My wife and I, one day, we were walking up the driveway and I just walked through the door. Mom and dad don't live there anymore. And she said, hey, don't you think you ought to knock? 
I said, no, this is my house. It's where I was raised. How many of you knock when you go to your mom and dad's house? You're comfortable. I'd walk in the door and mom would say, first thing, hey, I'm gonna get you something to eat. Mom, I just came from the roadhouse. Didn't stop her, opened up the door, she's bringing everything out of the refrigerator. I was at home. When you're at home, you feel comfortable. When you're at home, you feel secure. I didn't worry when I was at home about somebody hurting me. That's what God is saying to you and I today. He said, come and abide in me. The healthy branch never releases the vine. Are you healthy? To do so would interrupt the flow of essential nutrients. Somebody say that word, nutrients again. So the duty of the disciple is the same. We as Christians tend to miss this point. Our goal is not to bear fruit. Our goal is to stay attached. Now I'm gonna share something in my life. Many years ago, I was on a mission to grow a church. And I'm telling you, I lived at the church. I thought about it. I worked it. Man, I worked it. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to brag on me because I worked it. And I could not get the church over a certain point. Pastor Wright called me, and I've shared this before, and he said to me, there's going to be a prophet at Trinity Assembly of God Friday night, and you will be there. Okay. I didn't want to go, but I went. They had about 1,200 people that night, and I sat in the back row. Prophet's preaching. He's about 6'8", from South Africa. He stopped in the middle of his message, and he called me out. And I'd never met him, and I didn't know hardly anybody there. He said, man of God, I just sat there. I'm figuring there's two or 300 other men of God in here. I just said, he said, man of God. I turned around and looked. He said, you, it just turned around. Come here. And he read my mail. And he said, all you've done is trying to grow a church. And when you take your hands off of it, he said, God will collar it in like a rainbow. Andre Van Zyl. It wasn't my job to build the church. It was my job to stay attached. And there's a whole lot more to that story. Many have been through very difficult times, families here. Mother's Day is a hard day for some of you. Some of you have buried your children. It's a very difficult day. But I want to tell you why you're still here. Because you chose to abide in Jesus Christ come hell or come high water, you said, I will not turn back. I will abide in the vine and the vine will supply me the nutrients that I need to get up every morning and to lift my head high and to sing praises unto my God. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Some of you been through hell, through divorces, all kind of problems, but you filled your mind with the truth of God. We sang about 
the truth of God. It will set you free. Jesus taught us to do the same. He tells us rather bluntly in Matthew 6 and 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, for what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body that more than raiment. He then gives us two commands. He says, look, and then he says, consider. He tells us to look at the birds of the air. When we do, uh, we notice uh, when you look at the birds, they seem to be happy. They seem to be chirping. They seem to be soaring. Uh, they seem to be whistling. Somebody, anybody, everybody, can you whistle just a little bit for me this morning? Somebody give me a whistle. Turn around, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's lost his mind. They're not, the birds are not frowning. I watch people from my window get out of their car. They look like they've been baptized upside down in pickle juice. Uh, and they're coming to the house of God. I like to see somebody, everybody get out of their car and just realize how blessed we are that we got a God in heaven that takes care of us more so than he does the birds uh, and get a little whistle and get a little shout and get a little praise uh, and say, I'm not cranky, I'm not grumpy, I'm blessed. Uh, and I know that I'm blessed. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Can I tell you that the bird is a bird? Look, no, 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 I ain't going there. I ain't going there. I got myself in trouble. The believer is a child of God and God is the creator of the bird. He's not the father of the bird. The bird is created of God. But God is the father of the believer. And if God will take care of his creation, the bird, which he's not their father, what more would he do for you and I? And then he said, consider the lilies. And when I got to reading about the lilies, uh, the lily is rooted in very deep soil. Got his root deep in the soil. The lily don't last long, but he said, look at the lily, consider it. It don't last long, but he said, there's nothing that looks like it. Even King Solomon, as much that he had and the way he was dressed, didn't compare to the lily. Your life is like the lily. Your life is not very long, but we need to look at the birds and we need to consider the lily. The God that takes care of them is the God that takes care of us. He's dressed us. In his righteousness, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! My, 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 my. If a bird and flowers fall under the category of God's care, won't God care for you as well? Think about it. Saturate your heart and your mind with the goodness of God. And you'll overcome any situation in your life. Colossians 3 and 2, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. How many gets a bad attitude once in a while? Huh? Look at your neighbor right now and say, neighbor, I think you're lying. I'm not always peachy, creamy, hunky-dory, don't say a word. I had something round me up the other day and my wife said, you need to let it go. And that little voice of her, you need to let it go. <laughs> Lovely Leanne. 
I said, yeah, I'll let it go. <laughs> How do we do these things? We abide. We stay connected. Is there a block of time in your life that you could claim for God? When I don't block out my space of time for God, things begin to fall apart in my life. You say, well, I'm busy. What about your commute to work? Do you got 20 minutes each way? Maybe got an hour each way? Why don't you make that block of time your chapel? John 8 and 31, if, you, if it's conditional, you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and what? The truth will set you free. Be honest with me, how many struggle with fear in your life? Might as well keep your hand up because I'm getting ready to ask you another question. How many of you struggle with anxiety in your life? Huh? Connect to the vine. He said we can ask anything, Karen, if we stay connected to the vine. I prepared this message and it wasn't gonna be a Mother's Day message. And I woke up in the middle of the night one day this week, the message was finished and the Lord began speaking this. I didn't read it anywhere. I can't prove it by medical science, but I wanna share with you what I believe the Lord laid in my spirit. So let me set a little foundation. Can you stand with me? I think you can stand five minutes, maybe 10. <laughs> Mother's Day, a holiday in honor of mothers. I honor my mother today. My mother was a glue that held our family together. I honor my wife today. Because you see me here every week, you would probably think, yeah, he's the glue of that family. Well, the glue done melted and run away. My wife, without question, without question, is the glue. Mother's Day, a holiday in honor of mothers, Anna Jarvis of Philadelphia, whose mother had organized women's group to promote friendship and health, originated Mother's Day on May 12, 1907, in memory of her mom. She held a memorial service at her late mother's church, where? Grafton, West Virginia. In 1914, the United States President Woodrow Wilson made it a national holiday. And if I'm right, I believe it's a holiday in many other countries also. How important is a mother, a godly mother, one that is connected to the vine? And maybe here today, you've not been blessed with that godly mother. I don't bring this up to hurt you, but I bring it up because, ladies, you can change it for the next generation. There is nothing like a mother. My mother passed away, and on my first birthday after that, September 29th, at 7 o'clock in the morning, my mom would always call me. See, there was three children in my family, and I was without question 
my mom and dad's favorite child. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning, my phone would ring every year, and the first word was, honey, happy birthday. That first year when the phone didn't ring, I just wept. You have your moms here today? They're still alive. You better enjoy them and your fathers because life is never the same without them. So how important is a mother? Proverbs 31 and 25, strength and honor are a clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not for the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and they call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all, excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord she shall be praised. Amen. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about women. And this woman is an excellent wife. She's an excellent mother. The Bible said a manufacturer, an importer, a manager, a realtor, a farmer, a seamstress, an upholsteress, and a merchant. But her strength and her dignity does not come from her talents, from her accomplishments. It comes because she's connected to the vine. In our society where physical appearance seems to be so much, it strikes me funny that not one time did it mention her appearance. Not one time. It's about her being connected getting her nourishment from connecting to the vine. How important is a mother? I was laying there, I couldn't sleep. I got up and I went in and I laid down on the couch and this is where I want to connect nourishment. And I was laying there sometime in the middle of the night and I was praying and this thought came to my mind, the umbilical cord. It's a part of your baby's life support. And I want to read this. The umbilical cord, which connects your baby to the placenta, contains three vessels, two arteries, which carry blood from the baby to the placenta, and one vein which carries blood back to the baby. How important is the mother? The blood in the arteries contains waste products such as carbon dioxide from the baby's metabolism. Carbon dioxide is transferred across the placenta to your bloodstream. How important is a mother? And then to your lungs where it's breathed out. Oxygen is transported from red blood cells in your circulation. How important is a mother? Across the placenta, to the baby in the umbilical vein, in addition to oxygen, here, 
Remember I had you say the word nutrients? The umbilical vein transports nutrients from the placenta to your baby. A mother's connection to a vine, I can't prove it. I had lunch with Doc Dino this week. I shared it with him. He said, Pastor, I think you're right. I said, all these important things, but what about a mother that is connected to the vine? And then I got to thinking about my mom's mom and what a godly woman she was. I can remember like it was yesterday. She'd get to shouting in that pew at Enterprise. She'd come out of there and she'd run all over the church. There was a umbilical cord that from my mom to my grandmother's placenta. And then I look at that, how my umbilical cord was attached to my mother. And I just believe in my spirit, man, because I know what kind of mom I had, that I believe my mom was connected. I, excuse me. I know that my mom was connected to the vine. And just like oxygen and blood, I believe the fruit of the spirit was going through that umbilical cord. My sister that they probably didn't even like her, but it's still. <laughs> Somebody just said, poor Nina. How important is a mom? Mothers, stay connected to the vine. Young ladies, it's never had a child. You that I rubbed your feet. That baby's coming Tuesday, you said. I want you to stay connected to the vine. Because it's going to make a difference in your child's life. Young ladies all over this auditorium. When the world wants to pull you away from the vine, you stop and think about how valuable it is to your children and your grandchildren. When the culture wants to tell you one thing, you remember this guy this morning, not my laugh that I made you laugh, but you remember the word that said abide seven times, he said abide in me because it is so important. If you believe that, give God a hand clap of praise. Galatians 5 and 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. To the mother of my two youngest children, they could have put your name there. And that's a God's truth. She's the same seven days a week, 24 hours a day. When she gets to heaven for putting up with me, she'll have a crown. That was not a place to say amen. It's not the place. Not the place. And I love you with all my heart. And you remind me a lot of my mother. That wasn't meant to be a joke. I know you're thinking, well, you're old enough to be her father. Look at your neighbor, go ahead, look at your neighbor. Say, you need to mind your own business. Have you felt the presence of the Lord here today in God's house? Give him a hand clap of praise. Huh? Kelly, we've laughed 
and we've cried. Your eyeliner is down around your chin right now. And that's okay. Robbie, I love you. It's my oldest boy. His wife, man. Carrie, when you get to heaven, putting up with him, you're going to get a double crown. Double crown. Double crown. We're blessed. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Ah, I sense his presence. We'll give an invitation to moms first. Is there a mother in the house? But your heart's not right with the Lord? Right where you're at, I'm not gonna come to you. Is there a mother in the house that you know that your heart is not right with God? You know that you are not abiding in the vine. Be honest. You got one life to live. The lilies don't live long. Guess what? We don't either. The only thing of importance is are you rooted in the soil or the nutrients? If there are a mom in the house and you're not where you need to be, slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high. Is there one? Is there one? I see that hand. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. The most important thing you can do for your children is to be attached to the vine. Is there another? Is there any ladies in the house that would say, Pastor, I know I'm saved, but I'm just not where I need to be. Slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high. My goodness, all over. Now to the men. Is there any men in the house would say, and be honest. Pastor, if death knocked on my door today, I don't know that I'd be ready. Is there any today would lift your hand up toward heaven and acknowledge that you need to pray and ask Christ into your life? Is there any? I see your hand. I see your hand. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Is every head's bowed, sir, that just raised your hand? I want you to look right at me. Open up your eyes. Take your wife by the hand, would you? Take her by the hand. Make this commitment today. Would you pray it out loud with me? Jesus is not ashamed of you. You can't be ashamed of him. Pray it out loud. Say, dear Lord, today I humble myself and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus, I love you and I'm repenting, turning, for my old lifestyle to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. Can we give God a great hand clap of praise? And I don't wanna, that's right, give him a hug. I don't wanna stop there. Once you two are done hugging, I'd like to talk to you if that's all right. Listen, this is the beginning, okay? It's not something you do. Then put it on a shelf. It's a life change. You got all kind of potential. You are blessed beyond measure. And God wants to use you. You got to make up your mind to say, as for me and my household, we're going to put God first in our lives. When you come to that place and you let go and let God 
He'll do things in your life you would have never dreamed, never dreamed. Every lady in the house that raised your hand, you're not where you need to be. I want to pray for you. Father, I bless you, Lord. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your presence. And for every mother in this house or every lady that raised their hand that they're not right where they need to be. Lord, I pray, God, that you would move in their lives. God, that you would heal their hearts. God, you would connect them, the branch back to the vine and give them the nutrients that they need in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. 